Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is good and evil. But before we explore that topic, uh, we I just want to say that we have a gift for you, and I'll talk more about that gift later on in the show and tell you how you can order it from us. Uh, I'd like to give our, some credit to Alice Bailey during each show. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust organization. She wrote 24 volumes of literature. And the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show emanates from her works. As does the following thought, by the way. Christ said, I came not to bring peace, but a sword. By means of the sword of, the, the sword of discrimination... The distinction between good and evil, with a consequent presentation of free choice between the two, has been laid before humanity. Why do you think there is so much resistance these days to defining things as good and evil? I'm not sure, but I think one reason might be that this is um, a period in which people are extremely reluctant to make what they call value judgments. And uh, it's uh, a society of um, strong emphasis on tolerance and acceptance and um, inclusiveness, all of which are good. But those don't um, deny the fact that evil and good are real and realities. Um, On a recent program, we discussed discrimination, a word which figures in that opening quote, And good and evil are matters requiring a very fine, finely adjusted sense of discrimination. They're pairs of opposites, good and evil, that are exceedingly subtle because they're not so much names of concrete acts or deeds as they are forces that play through all of us if we allow them to. So I don't think it's true that there is no good and evil anymore, as some people claim, and that everything is just shades of gray. I don't agree with that, but I think the distinction between good and evil is exceedingly subtle and being understood to be extremely subtle. In the old days, evil often was uh, equated with so-called immoral behavior, with license and uh, freedom and uh, unchecked appetites and so on. And it was often called sin. 
But now human minds are much sharper, and good and evil require a much more subtle sense of values, such as separativeness versus oneness and selfishness versus unity. Those are more descriptive, I think, of the differences between good and evil. And that's what makes uh, a definition of evil even more difficult to uh, come by because uh, they do involve these these um, distinct but uh, difficult um, uh, characteristics to define within ourselves quite often. And as you say, uh, it's based on whether an act is good or evil depends on the intent of the individual that's uh, carrying out this act. Recently, um, in thinking about this theme for this program, it finally dawned on me what the message or the meaning of the um, Garden of Eden is. I had never really understood the significance of that story, which uh, is at the very beginning of the Bible. And I realized that um, Adam and Eve, in being cast out of the Garden, had chosen to separate themselves from God, from divinity, and that that's why what they did was evil. Evil is the separation, the separateness, giving in to that impulse, the the withdrawing from that which is sacred and holy, which exists in all of us. It's like there's a pull going on in each of us, the pull toward our essential divinity and at the same time toward the divinity that exists in all human beings, and the pull of the separated personal self that wants to stand apart and isolated and uh, totally uh, work for its own welfare and its own uh, rights. And that pull is essentially, I think, the pull of good and evil. It was enunciated by Christ in his um, presence on earth as the world teacher, the savior of all mankind, not of just a select few. But we still don't really understand that the overcoming of evil is through the strengthening of the recognition of oneness. And I think that the recent, um, well, not commemoration, I was going to say celebration, which is totally inappropriate, the recent commemoration of September 11th Mm. brought a a profound consideration of evil once again, because I think that's an event in our recent past where we all have to agree that evil was present. Why? What made the evil? Were the people evil? Were their acts evil? I think it was their inability to sense any kind of kinship or connection with people uh, for whom they felt a real antipathy. We can all be angry at people. We can all dislike certain things they do. But to feel such separation from them that you want to kill them and kill them in masses... I think is an act of real evil. Yes, it says the um, in the esoteric writings it says the greatest evil is um, against God is this attitude of separation. Mm -hmm. And uh, why is that? Well, because um, any activity that leads one deeper into a more material existence uh, or the is attracted by the allure of material existence and material things in the material world tends to drive a person away from in the direction of 
this material world and away from God. So it separates a person from uh, the will of God, which mm -hmm. is to work towards greater fusion and uh, cooperation and sharing with the will of God. And the opposite of evil good, we could say, is the the impulse to achieve right relationship and oneness with all that lives and breathes. That is, I think, the inherent nature of goodness, that one does not seek to stand apart or separate from or opposed to anyone or anything. There, um, there's an interesting statement in that wonderful book by Aldous Huxley, The Perennial Philosophy, about good and evil. He said that good is the separate self's conformity to and finally annihilation in the divine ground which gives it being, whereas evil is the intensification of separateness and the refusal to know that the ground, the unity, the essential unity of life even exists. I think that's uh, you mentioned about the um, um, <coughs> commemoration of the World Trade Center and the, what that uh, means to so many people. But it engenders fear. I mean, what these t terrorists have done uh, tends to engender fear, and fear is the basic astral energy. Uh, fear leads to more separation. Uh, and any separation between the people and groups and works um, works against the will of God, as I said before. So it, the very act of terrorism and terrorists um, engender fear, and therefore it um, promotes that separateness, mm -hmm. and that seems to be their intent. Fear... <coughs> makes people retreat into themselves and mm -hmm. into their their isolated existence and uh, to withdrawing to be only with their own kind so to speak it it causes people to withdraw and separate and that's uh, the achievement uh, that the forces of evil seek uh, those people who just tuned in you're listening to Inner Sight and our topic for today is good and evil and we, we do have a gift for you. I mentioned that earlier. The gift is a paper. It's on today's topic. Uh, ask for the paper on good and evil. We'll be happy to send it out to you, of course, free of charge. Uh, I guess that's the nature of a gift. But uh, give us a call on our toll-free number. You can order the paper. 1-866-695-8247. Uh, Once again, 1-866-695-8247. Seven. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-N-Y-Lucis. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. Our website, www.lucistrust.org. Uh, we also would like to encourage you to give us some help. Uh, believe it or not, you've really been helping us... Uh, quite a bit with your donations, uh, both large and small. And uh, even those small donations that you send do help to pay for this show. So if you'd like to see us stay on the air, we'll, we want to stay on the air. And many of you have expressed uh, interest in the show and have given us accolades for uh, uh, talking about values and stimulating your thoughts about uh, spiritual matters and philosophy. So if you'd like to see us uh, remain on the air and uh, 
stay with uh, the, and stay with you as far as uh, what we talk about from week to week. Uh, then give us donations and send. You can send those donations uh, to the following address. Uh, send it to one Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York 10005. Once again, that's Lucis Trust, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street. New York, New York, one zero 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 five. And once again, if you um, would like to order tapes or uh, tapes of our shows, we have a whole library of our past shows that are archived uh, on our website. Um, you can key into that website, uh, www.lucistrust.org, or for a nominal fee, you can order the um, uh, cassettes. Uh, once again, if you want that paper, the paper is on good and evil, and we'll send it out to you free of charge. Uh, let's get back to our discussion of good and evil. Uh, we were talking about terrorism, mm -hmm. and um, there are in the world today so many examples of the most awful violence being done to totally innocent people. It's appalling, and it affects deeply a lot of people of conscience who wonder if the forces of evil aren't winning. But the way I look at it, they haven't won. What we are undergoing is a kind of a testing process. I think it's an ongoing experience, a cycle, where, as Christ said, I came not to bring peace but a sword. I think what's being... What's happening today in the world is that the forces of evil as they work through human beings and the forces of good as those work through human beings are becoming highlighted. And certainly just taking one example, that of September 11th, we saw great good that day. If we remember what that was like, the expression of love and goodwill that came from the heart of humanity all over the world was an astonishing and powerful force. So at the same time that there was real evil, there was great goodness expressed. And I think this is part of the process that's underway in the world. And we're all going to have to explain ourselves at some point, at some uh, day of reckoning, so to speak. I think every soul on earth has to take a stand for um, what he believes in. Does he belong to the forces of separation and hatred and revenge and retaliation? Or does he or she belong to and um, commit himself to oneness and human unity, no matter how discouraging it might get? Right. We all have free will. This is what uh, we have to keep in mind, that God has given us free will to choose one path or the other. So many people have said about these acts of terrorism, where is God? Why doesn't he intervene? Well, I think God was there. I know he, God was there. Uh, he and his band of angels guided those innocent souls to uh, a safe place. And uh, he uh, provided the stimulation for the great power of love that was demonstrated there by the uh, rescue workers. And that was a tremendous outpouring of love, uh, not only there, but all over the world. And so God was there, too. He was present in the expression of love and identification and mm -hmm. sh and compassion. Yeah, that makes sense for me. I think some people tend to think of God as an external force that should intervene sort of on a, uh, well, on a 911 basis, um, mm -hmm. like a fire fire truck. And as you say, that would usurp free will. 
which is part of the sword business that we have to decide where to align our will. And uh, so the recognition of good and evil is part of the learning process for human beings to discriminate and to choose rightly. And there's that wonderful statement, I don't know who said it, that men learn by means of evil that good is best. We learn through evolution, through experience, through the experience of our choices, having to live with them, through the experience of witnessing our effects on others, having to live with that sorrow sometimes, that joy sometimes. We learn through relationship and through right Mm. and wrong action. And this has been going on since um, this choice before humanity has been going on since the human kingdom was founded and we've always had to choose and we this is the way we learn the lessons we we get hurt and we get um, uh, pain through we experience pain and suffering and eventually we learn the lessons that, uh, of good and evil there's another effect that I think is working out at the present time and it's It's touched on in um, a couple of the laws of healing, which are outlined in Alice Bailey's Esoteric Healing. There are certain fundamental principles and laws and rules about the process of healing that apply not just to the body and its illness, but to humanity and its illness. And one of those laws um, starts off with the statement uh, of one of the paradoxes of spiritual teaching that good and evil are one and the same thing, though in reverse, constituting the two opposing sides of one reality. And it's said of this law that disease has its roots in the good, the beautiful, and the true, and that it's the friction of that is created by the soul, which is wholly good, and its divine purpose and the lack of response for a very long time by the form, the outer person to that divine impulse, that friction that is set up is part of the disease and the illness. And as the friction increases and the suffering increases, gradually the form the outer person is brought into line with the soul's purposes. So what we are seeing in the highlighting of evil is the recognition of the potential good. I don't think we could recognize evil if there wasn't goodness in us. You need both to be able to see the two sides. Yes, and we we have those two sides because we have a spiritual side embodied in the soul and uh, we have this material side too that is as you say was our um, point of focus for for eons and it's it's gradually the the, uh, the the friction between the soul and its plans and intents and uh, the uh, intent of the personality wanting its desires and and that's what I said earlier, which, um, as it says in the writings, uh, all is evil which drives a man deeper into materialism and which uh, omits the values of higher spiritual values and endorses selfishness. And so it's, it's the choices we have to make on this path. Uh, can First of all, we have to find the path. And then we realize that there is choices to be made between the upward path to light or following back on the old bad old ways that um, 
continue to give us pain and suffering. It's it's a battle, isn't it? It's a battleground um, that um, we enter into when we start to deal with these forces. And I think it's something that um, every human being has to go through. And nobody can opt out of the battle at the present time. I think if we believe in the potential of humanity and if we believe that the heart of humanity is good and sound, then every one of us has to commit ourselves toward taking a stand for unity, for connection, for right human relationships, for forgiveness, for uh, sharing, for overcoming all the impulses to separation and selfishness that also can find their place in our hearts if we're honest and it's it reminds me very much the present time of uh, being in the midst of a forest fire we may not be able to put out the entire forest fire each of us on our own but we can deal with the little spark that's burning the patch of grass right in our midst we can put out the flames of separateness and selfishness whenever we see them and that contributes toward the overcoming of evil if each of us does our part and um, that's a long long battle and all of us are required to wage it and um, yes and as I think we recall we want to mention this uh, as we get closer to the end here about in the great invocation there is that line um, to um, the door where evil dwells I think we've talked about this before but uh, maybe we should explain what that really means well it's the task of humanity the stanza that you're referring to is uh, the one that says from the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. It's up to humanity, the human race, to overcome evil. We don't overcome it by vanquishing it um, on its own terms. I think we seal the door against it by refusing to give in to uh, separation, hatred, and um, retreat from our fellow men. The hardest part, I think, is to build those bridges toward people whose lives and customs and cultures and experiences are so different from our own. And to seal away this, uh, these forces of evil, <coughs> they are just material forces, uh, requires the imposition of a power that's really beyond the human stage, and that's the power of divine light and divine love. And that's what's embodied in the great invocation. That's why this invocation was given to us. So, I think you've answered a, a very important question. I think we we're, we're all into that idea of why does God allow it, and uh, He allows it, I guess, because He He wants us to uh, have free will. He He hasn't made robots, no. and He wants us to decide that we're going to choose the path of good. Is that correct? That's right. He He it is the divine plan that we learn to choose and choose freely out of our own sense of values and discernment and discrimination so that it isn't just imposed upon us. We're mm -hmm. meant to be responsible and mature mm -hmm. beings, not automatons. Well, hope, hopefully we can evolve to that. And once again, we do have a gift for you. It's a paper on good and evil. And just give us a call on our toll-free number to order the gift, one eight six six. 
695-8247. The easy way to remember it, 1-866-NY-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. Think of New York LUCIS. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, wah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, statement's coming at ya, statement's coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.